Club. I interviewed Dana Coverstone yesterday, and this is the continuation of that broadcast. What this meant when, when that thing, like the cherry blossom dream. Didn't realize there had been a cherry blossom rebellion where women actually chained themselves to the cherry blossom trees in 1938 in Washington, D.C. because they were concerned about a Jefferson Memorial. I'd never heard that. I'm a student of history. I love American history. I studied all my life, but I do not had never heard that story. And neither had Sheree, neither had John. But once we found that, it was like, wait, they had cha- they chained themselves to the trees. So then we start looking at the chains and the symbols and, and those things that happened. And well, why did those women rebel? What were they upset about? Okay, let me let me jump so, in and make a comment before you get too far down the line. And then I want to go back to that dream and talk about it. You remember in Jesus giving the parable of the sower, afterwards the disciples said, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He said, Because yep. it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. I think the reason he is speaking to you in these dreams the way he's speaking is because to those people that are saved, know their Bible, know their Bible prophecy, that are honestly looking for the return of Jesus, they have enough information and God will give them the mysteries of the kingdom. He will show them and help them understand it. But to the average person, it's gibberish with good reason. All right. Now, can I ask you about this cherry blossom dream? Can we go through that? Yeah, sure. Sure. Go right ahead. Okay. How about if I read a paragraph, your comment? Okay. 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 I'll show cherry. Now, this is my radioized version where I've kind of skinnied it down so it flows good on radio, but I haven't changed any of the things said. And if I do, please let me know. I saw cherry blossoms in Washington, D.C., and any time you want to jump in, jump in, okay? Okay. There was a brilliant sun cutting through the foggy haze early in the morning. Then there was a lot of bolt of lightning that went across the sky straight up into the clouds with a very loud and long-lasting clap of thunder. That ended in a huge rainfall for just a few moments, but the rain stopped just as suddenly, and the light and the sun was out again as if the high noon day there were silver and gold flecks in the clouds, and they were glistening with diamonds. Comment. To me, the most significant thing there is the lightning strike that went from the ground up. And I really believe that that was just something started by man. You know, Some lightning comes from the top down, some comes from the ground up. Well, the ground up to me was significant of the fact that this is mankind's in rebellion. We see government that's highly corrupted. We see government that is highly compromised. We see many Christians who have just sold out their biblical values. This was a this was like a slap in the face of God from mankind, saying that we know better, we can do what we want to do. It, you know that's what I see it as, and uh, I think many, a lot of other people do as well. Uh, and once again, I don't focus on the interpretation part as much. I just try to share the dreams and surround myself with people who I trust, who I know have have you know who pray about it, who seek God's face. But I think that was the most important thing. We still live in a world where God, God is, God, we serve him, uh, and we're supposed to be light and salt. So even though there's rebellion among mankind, we're still the church that's here. Even though Daniel and the three Hebrew children walked into Babylon uh, <coughs> and became Babylonians, so to speak, and they, they kept their biblical values and never compromised. You know, I, I've not tried to, to put myself out there either as a dream interpreter. I just, I, I've had the dreams, and I, and I have a pretty solid understanding when I wake up. I, I know how my heart feels. I know what I'm sensing. And I really think it was another uh, wake-up call to the church to get ready, get prepared. We're going to need each other more and more than ever before, um, especially as we see the compromise in things in, in government and the corruption of government. Um, I believe we're, we're going to see persecution in a, at a higher level than we've ever seen in this country. And a lot of people don't want to admit that. They don't want to accept that. And I've had people say, Pastor Dana, when you say persecution, I'm just not going to listen to you anymore. If you think the church is going to persecute, I'm not going to listen anymore. It's like, well, 
Okay, that's fine. Um, but even Jesus himself said, through many trials and tribulations, you will enter the kingdom of heaven. So I just see this being a, a dream for the church to realize that some of the things happening in Washington are going to come to America, are going to come to the states, uh, some of the same chains, and that there's going to be attacks. And there's a lot of folks saying, well, the, 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 the chain's biting people. We think they were like the vaccines and things like that. We're living in a, in a culture right now where many people are trying to basically say that, you know, we're going to, we're going to uh, force these vaccinations. We're going to do, you know, things like that. Uh, so that could be people being bitten by these vaccines and things like that. I'm not as sure about that as I am knowing that God's wanted the church to come together. And we got to have one voice, one message, one heart, one passion, and that's knowing Jesus and serving him and standing up against anything that is tyrannical. Um, a lot of people continue to talk about the mark of the beast and, and the vaccines. And I, I go back to Revelation 13. In Revelation 13, Revelation makes it very clear. And you have that you have the Revelation memorized, and you know there's a resurrection event that happens before the mark is instituted. And in one sense, it's to say, okay, now that you know I'm God because there's been a resurrection event, take this mark. And so the mark is more than just something to keep you from buying and selling. It's a mark that will make sure that you have sworn allegiance to the Antichrist. Correct. And there's a lot of people talking about the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast right now. And so that's why I think, and I've said this in, in one of my podcasts earlier, I believe that the vaccination could very much lead to incredible persecution of the church. Why? Because the majority of people who are going to avoid, ignore, or say no flat out to the vaccine are going to be conservative, Bible-believing Christians who may, one, have concerns about the Mark of the Beast, Number two, have concerns about where that goes. But number three, people who realize this is tyranny. This is tyrannical. And when a government says you have to have this based on four to six months of, of medical research, I mean, I'm, I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I want to know what, what's the long-term two to three-year uh, side effects for a diabetic with an autoimmune-compromised you know, condition. Well, no one can tell me that. We've had nurses passing out on live TV while having, having the injections. We've had... Uh, hospitals slowing it down because people were having adverse reactions to it. And I can really much see persecution coming to the church and Christians because we won't push to be vac vaccinated or anything like that. Now, once again, I did not say publicly on your program, don't do it, but I just made the statement that there will be people who say those that don't should be forced to. And if you look at the governments around the world, they're making a whole lot of comments about what people who aren't vaccinated should not be allowed to do. And therein lies the, that's the wrench, therein lies the, the intention of this. And it's very anti-Christ in its, in, its, uh, in its declaration. We're going to try to do something to every person on the planet. And that very much is an anti-Christ type, uh, type, you know, type situation. Those are the things we're seeing today. I have avoided talking about this whole vaccine virus, this whole thing. I know it is wrong from the core. I think it is straight from the pit of hell. I think that the mask is an entry point to the mark of the beast. I do not think the mask well, I is. I, I can, I, yeah, I can agree to that, yes. Okay, in other words, it's like the person that says, I mean, nobody says, oh, I'm smoking cigarettes. I mean, this is nothing. In two years, I'm going to be mainlining heroin. Nobody does that. Instead, well, it's just a puff. It's no big deal. It, well, hey, you smoke. Th this is this is the same thing as smoke, except for it's just a needle in the arm. Okay, so we go from it's called progressive evil. 
if we can get enough people wearing the masks and getting tired of wearing the masks, then if they'll wear a mask, they'll take a vaccine. If they'll take a vaccine, then this is the same thing, except for it's just on your forehead or the back of your right hand. But the difference is it's going to allow you to continue to live in this world to buy and sell. And then right now, it's if you want to come in and get your hair cut, you have to wear a mask. If you want to come into our store, you have to wear a mask. If you want to do this, if you want to go to the ball game, if you if you if, if you got to wear a mask before long, it's going to be. If you want to do this, you have to have a, have a vaccine. And if you want to yeah. do this, you have to have a vaccine. If you want to do this, if you want to get on an airplane, you have to. If you want to go to a restaurant, you have to have a vaccine before long. If you want to buy and sell, you have to have this mark. See, right. it's an entry point, and yeah. that's the reason. It, my wife, probably the. Probably the argument right now that my wife and I have is the mask <laughs> because yeah. she is a very, well, how do you say it? In other words, she doesn't speed. She observes all of the laws and eh, there's a little bit more rebellion. In me. <laughs> and, and so I don't like being told I have to wear a mask. I've had COVID. I'm over it. Keep your mask. Yeah. Okay, well, it's the law. And like I told the place when I get a haircut, it's the law. And I said, do you always obey the law? I said, because I don't. I said, I try not to speed, but there's times when I break the law. And she says, well, if you're going to be in this haircutting establishment, you have to wear a mask. I said, okay. So I walked out and they freaked out. In other words, it's an entry point. The mask is a requirement. Before long, the vaccine is a requirement. Before long, the mark is a requirement. That's what I don't like. And there's more, but I mean, at least that. Yeah. There, I feel so good having got that off my chest. (laughs) Well, the thing we've got to realize is the Bible makes it clear the spirit of Antichrist is already here. We know that there will one day be an Antichrist. We can't can't pray that away. That's part part of what's coming. We know there will be an Antichrist. He will show his face. He will have ownership and rulership of the entire world. And I still believe very much that for the Antichrist to have full control, the values, the amendments, the power that we have as a nation, those things have got to be compromised, decimated, put away. And that one day America will not be the country it is. And that's based on what Revelation talks about and Daniel talks about, a one world government where there will be an Antichrist in power, in charge, in control. And so a lot of the things that we deal with, uh, a lot of things that we will deal with in the future, are everything's aiming towards that. And we are literally, literally, literally getting closer and closer to those moments, you know, day by day. And because we know that's what Revelation talks about. We know that Daniel talks about the Antichrist. And so until we get there, things are going to keep accelerating. But one day that door will open. He'll be on the state, the world stage. And... Uh, a lot of people are going to be in for a great surprise and shock at, at what's expected of them, especially the nations. So what's the message for today? See, I would say the message for today is to keep praying. There's a lot of people that said, oh, we prayed September, October, November, December, and, and the election's already been settled, and this is going on. This is not the time to stop praying. Matter of fact, I've, I've sensed in my spirit this is the time to press in and to press in hard. And we need to pray for greater discernment, greater understanding, with a greater passion we've ever had. That we need to uh, to to pray more about the leadership, the government. We need, still need to pray for corruption to be exposed. And, and I don't know about you, Stan, but there's a lot of people 
that should probably be in prison, who should be court-martialed, so to speak, uh, for things that have happened and done. And and I want to see those people brought to justice. And not in a, not in a mean, I want them to get away. But our country is so corrupted. Our leadership is so corrupted. There's no doubt in my mind that in every election for many, many years, I'll, I'll, let me say something about that. You go back to the year 2000, George W. Bush and Al Gore. Was there not questions about the legitimacy of that election because of hanging Chaz and the Supreme Court decided it? Go to 2008, Barack Obama is elected. Was there not questions about legitimacy on the part of one side because of a uh, birth certificate and citizenship? Now go to the year 2016, Donald Trump's elected. Well, he was giving his inauguration speech. There were congressmen who were talking about impeaching him before he'd even started his very first day. So there were questions about the legitimacy of that election. And here we are, 2020, now get this, 21 years later, and every single presidential election since the year 2000 has had some questions about legitimacy, by one side at least. And here we are, year 2021, thousands of, of poll workers have signed affidavits that they are aware of things that they saw, and yet one side wants to say, oh, there was no, no, no election fraud, that never happened, these people are just making this up. Over 2,000 people signed their names to papers basically saying they had committed perjury if they were lying. So the last every election since 2000, we've had questions about the legitimacy of them. And that should say something to every single American excuse me, listens broadcast or anything else. It makes me mad. I was thinking just back to Barack Obama and the citizenship thing. But then the Holy Spirit brought to my mind the hanging chads, the year 2000 election. And a lot of people who were hurt and mad and angry about that determination. So that's the country we live in right now. We're, we're the last five major elections <clears throat> have been determined or have, have had some sense of voter fraud or election illegitimacy that have happened. It's been questioned. And, and I'm not saying – I'm just telling you, you know, these are things that are in the news. So that's where we live in America. And so the American church needs to continue to pray and seek God's face, that corruption be exposed. Um, we need we need righteous men in leadership. We need Christians to run for public office. We need Christians to run for federal office. We need Christians to run for the White House. We need Christians to run for mayors, the mayor, the mayor of their communities, and judge executives and, and city council. We need to have a voice and get it out there. And our voice needs to be backed up by the values of the Word. And so it is not time to stop praying. It is not time to just let things go. It's time to get on our knees and pray even harder than we were in September, harder than we were in October or November, December, and start this year off on our knees so we can see 2021 at least be a, a little bit easier to breathe and a little, a lot easier to live our values out. Because uh, if my people are called by my name, we're still, we're still there. And that's an if-then statement. If we pray, I believe God will move. And I do believe God's changed some things that were going to happen because of prayer. A lot of people were praying all over this nation, all over this world, and uh, I've been I've been grateful to be a part of that to pray with you folks there in Plano. Okay. Let me ask um, you a, a, I, another elephant in the room question. Sure. In one of the dreams you were shown, Trump victory challenged. Do you still yep. think that's coming? I hope it is, and I, and I I've had people say, "Well, you said Trump won." And I said, "I never said that." I've been very very careful to to be winning what I said. I saw a, the digital headlines in New York Times Square that said Trump victory challenged in court. Well, there's a lot of court cases right now in, in at least five states, some of which are still ongoing, have made it to the Supreme Court, where Trump was saying I won, and that was being challenged in court. So that's actually played out. The other one was the guy with the banner that said the obvious winner is not so obvious. 
that still comes into play as well because you've got people who are convinced that Donald Trump won. You've got people that are, that are convinced that the Trump supporters are just lying about that just to get him in, the, you know, all, all the chaos and confusion out there. So those two, the, the headline that I saw and the banner that I saw, those things are both being discussed and talked about and have a lot of backing, a lot of support anywhere in America, especially in red states. So in that one sense, we've seen things come, not necessarily come to pass, but we've seen those things in the headlines. And okay. one thing I've, I've learned, just like Joseph saw agricultural symbols, he saw everything as agricultural. When I see things, I see things in headlines. I see stuff that's happening on the news. I see what's in the newspaper, so to speak. So we are seeing those things happen in our world right now. All right. I guess it's time for me to give this interpretation. So I've been praying a lot about this whole thing about December 17th. And what the way I try to explain this is, you know, sometimes God talks to us in audible voice, dreams, visions, angel visits. I haven't had an angel visit, but most of the time, and Leslie even says the best way, if we're really listening, is that God just speaks to our heart. It's just a knowing. So yeah. I think I'm going to start adding that word. So I got a knowing. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. Absolutely. I Absolutely. said, so I got a knowing, and I said, what I got from this is that the whole interpretation is all of your various dreams are really pictures. So let's say, for example, and I haven't counted them up, and for this preparation I was actually going to, but I'm going to guess that there was, say, 60 of them. In other words, uh, Trump victory challenge, that would be one picture. If you take yeah. all of your dreams, let's say it represents 60. And if you were to make some of them red, and now really red is the devil's color, the red dragon. So I would put the red on the bottom, put the blue on the top. In other words, the blue is the good, the red are the bad pictures that you've seen. I believe that we have prayed away a lot of the bad ones. But I think that the whole Biden thing, that's the way I'll say it for the filters, was actually supposed to be a good picture for the Christians, meaning that many of our prayers have been heard, but you have to understand God is not just doing what he does based upon our prayers. He is doing what he does based upon the entire collective hearts of all Americans. And when you've got people protesting and right. rioting and they're furious and they hate Christianity, they hate capitalism, they hate this nation, they want to see it go down, well, God is not ignoring their desires either. So his decisions are a collective of all of the hearts of the people. And I believe that what it was saying is that if we are heading up, if our prayers and our turn and the people that are not Christians, if enough of those people had changed, if there was enough good in America, then that's a picture that we would have seen. But in that we didn't see it is kind of a bad sign. It's saying, God... This is what I want to do for America on December 17th. This is what I want to do, but it didn't happen. That means to the church, you better keep praying that there's still some bad things heading your way. I want to believe that we prayed away the suitcase nukes, but that's going to be really hard. And to me, I believe that it is it is a picture that it should be motivating the church, saying you better keep praying, but understand God is still listening to the hearts of the people. He's still listening to all of those compliment or those comments out there, all the hate. 
He's listening to all that hate. He's hear, hearing all of those people that are communists, that don't want democracy. They don't want capitalism. And he's not ignoring that either. So to right. me, December 17th is saying, church, you're not doing it enough. And I'm not ignoring the people out there. And there's still some bad things hitting your way. And essentially, that's what it's saying. I was going to spend more time explaining it, but essentially, that's what it's saying. And I can agree with that, Stan, because here's the other thing. I've had people interpret the dream, and then someone else interprets the dream, and where one person focuses on one part of it, other person focuses on a different part. And so it's easy for me to see where five or six different people can get five or different five or six different ideas from the dream, but they all they all go together. They all mesh. They all go with, with gears. And and I, I can agree with what you're saying because I do think we've still got some hard times coming. God told us to breathe. And one dream I had, you know, he said, just hold your breath. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, we've been holding our breath since November 3rd in one sense, waiting for the election outcomes and other ideas about about that. But the good thing is God is still on the throne. Um, I don't have to hope, guess, pray, or wonder if I'm saved or not. I can know that I'm saved and I know who Jesus is. I don't have to wonder whether God still speaks to people today. I know that he does. I've heard his voice, and he even said himself, the sheep will know my voice. And I'm thankful for the word that guides us. I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for good friends like yourself and others uh, in the ministry world who have come beside me and encouraged me and support me. <clears throat> I'm also thankful that his spirit still speaks to people today. He's drawing. He's calling people to pray. And uh, I'm just excited to be living in the last days. I'm excited Let me go back to, be... to what you said about the breathe thing, because I think that that is one of the most positive dreams that you've had, because it's saying, stay braced, don't breathe just yet, meaning that we're going to come through this. That's the way I take it. And yeah. that the storm's not passed, but the storm is <clears throat> going to pass. Well, that's good news, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I mean, the thing is, of all people, we have hope. Paul said, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, we have no hope. But I know he did. You know he did. We live in that, that, that experience understanding. Because of that, we have hope. Even if, even if the world falls apart around us, I can still have peace in my heart my spirit. Even if, if, if someone that I love dies and passes away, I can know I'm going to see them again. No matter what comes my way, um, there's hope. And that's what matters to me, is that God's trying to give us hope. He, he warned us. He said, brace yourself. And if he told us to want to, if he warned us to brace ourselves, he's saying, "Okay, I need you to be braced because there's something more to do when this storm is over." So he warned us to brace ourselves to make it through it, to still be standing strong, because uh, you know this is the church he's talking about, the body of Christ, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He didn't say the gates of hell will not try to strike us or attack us. He didn't say that, that you know that the the the, the, uh, the the enemy will never come against us. He said we know he comes against us. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but even when the Steve comes to still kill and destroy, we've got weapons, we've got armor, we've got resources, we've got the we've got an army that fights with us and not us by ourselves. So, I have great I have a great amount of hope in my heart, my spirit. Well, let I have me bring another America. thing that I thought was hope. What you said, uh, and the Christ type man said, "I will brace you against the demons. Just believe and do not fear them." To me, that is saying, "Yes, there is trouble, but I'm going to brace you. I'm going to protect you, and you're going to come through it. Don't fear them." Yeah. Yeah. When the prophet was was in the cave, you know, God didn't speak to the wind and the storm. He spoke to the still, small voice. And to hear the still, small voice that's whispering, you have to kind of you have to you, you have to get away from all the distractions and you have to listen specifically to what God is saying. And 
He'll speak when there's a storm and noise all around it. We have to just focus our hearts and say, okay, God, what do you need to say to me? What do I need to hear from you right now? The wind's strong. This is bad. This is going here. What do I need to hear, Lord? And he always comes through and shows us. Okay, well, running out of time here, so tell us uh, how we can get in contact with your ministry and where to follow you. Well, I've got my own personal Facebook page. There's a Brace Yourself page, and we've got a YouTube channel just under Dana Coverstone. Um, I've been doing a prayer every morning at 7 a.m. Uh, with quite a few people from almost every state in the nation and around the world. We pray for about 10, 15 minutes. I'm going through a book, First uh, Peter, being the book of Jude next. We take a couple verses. I talk about it. I also bring up commentary, news headlines, and things, and I uh, <clears throat> do that every morning at 7 o'clock. I'm doing a podcast called the, uh, the Practical Prayer in the Spirit about the need for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, talking about the... Uh, trying to really encourage. I actually pray in the Spirit. I pray in tongues at the end, and not to cause a scene or to prove anything, but a lot of people who have never heard about the baptism have never heard anybody pray in tongues. So I do that, and I've seen about 22 people so far baptized in the Holy Spirit who have texted and said, hey, man, I'm praying in tongues now. Changed my life. I also do something called the Coming Persecution Church. And then in the weeks to come, when I'm done with the persecution series, I'm going to do something called From the Perch. And I'm just going to look at headlines each week, uh, once a week, look at headlines and, and talk about how those headlines impact us where we are based on what the Word says about those sort of things. So uh, let's be a look at the news in light of Scripture to see where we are on the biblical timeline and things that are happening that, that Christians should be aware of that we need to pray about and deal with and confront. So it's kind of where we are. Okay. The most exciting thing is you're going to release the Nick's Dream first on Prophecy Club. So when do you expect that to be? I would imagine maybe by maybe by Thursday morning, Stan. I'll do my best to have things prayed out and, and looked at on that and have that to you. by. I'll, I'll get a hold of you Wednesday. We'll confirm for maybe Thursday morning if that works. Excellent. God bless you, and thank you for being on. If your heart is with us, I'm asking you to become a member. Actually state before God that you are with our vision to win thousands upon thousands of souls, to teach prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles, to be a blessing and give answers in the time of trouble. If this is your heart, go to prophecyclub.com and click on membership. Only takes 90 seconds. This will help us to get a loan for an office and a church to do the work of the ministry. Prophecyclub.com. When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. 
One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know being you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Click like, share, and subscribe. Click like, share, and subscribe.